coming up on this week's episode of RSVP. This thing was the best thing I've ever put in my mouth. I got slumped with a whopping drinks bill. Managed to cover my decency as she left the room. Think 70% alcohol with a battered king prawn canopy thrown into a washing machine. And David Attenborough would be sat there to read you bedtime stories. It's time for a little RSVP, the show full of rants and stories, visions and pains and so much more, with special guests and fun galore, hotels, destinations, nightmares and dreams, confessions and everything in between, so sit back, relax, pour a wine or whiskey, get comfy, cause it's time for RSVP. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of RSVP, the podcast brought to you by CNIT Magazine for event and travel professionals. We will be sharing our audience rants, stories, visions and pains, yes, RSVP, see what we did there, with you across the world. Every episode, our guests will share the things that really get on their nerves, their bugbears and gripes. They'll gift us with some of their best experiences in hotels, destinations, and with food. They'll sit and imagine their dream event with no budget and the ability to resurrect someone from the dead. Yes, that's right. I'm talking anything goes. And finally, we have our anonymous confession booth where people can write in, including you, and tell us the things they're just too scared to admit to and put their name to. And above all, this is a corona-free zone. We will not be talking about the pandemic. All we will be doing is celebrating the industry, reminiscing on some good times, imagining the best events ever, and laughing at some of the pains that people share with us. With me today, I have Anthony Kelly, who is from DRPG and Penguins, and also sits on the board for SiteGB. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I know you quite well. We've met at quite a few events. We've we've shared many a beverage. Far too many. Far too many in some instances. And so I've heard many great stories from you. You're, you're, you're a very good storyteller. Me? Yes. That's why I wanted you on this podcast. Okay. And that and the fact that you live down the road. Yeah. You're trying to oversell it here. I know it's just because <laughs> I'm local. Let's get you ranting. Right, so we like to get people in the industry to get on their soapbox, talk about things that really get on their nerves, about something that's going on in the events world. What is it for you? Being determined or seen as a buyer within the industry, we often get invited to some fantastic experiences. Sometimes I find that the other people on the experiences aren't as grateful as they could be. And it's almost as if this is expected. They expect what they're given. Yes. Oh, um, you've got some downtime and you can do what you want. Oh, are you paying for the drinks at the bar? No, this is your downtime. If you want a beer, go and buy a beer. If you want it, like they expect everything to be covered. I don't know. It just bugs me that sometimes some people, not everyone, but there are a few that you often stumble across that are ungrateful for what they receive. A hundred percent. I've actually been stung by that. 
where I was at an event once, one of our events, Mm. and it was well past the hosting time. You know, we'd closed shop Mm. uh, and we were in the bar and there was a few subgroups. Like, it wasn't even one group where everyone was talking to me. Uh, everyone was That's just unusual, in there. Helen. Like, everyone wanted to speak to you. It was. It was very unnerving. <laughs> um, and there was just a mass exodus very, very quickly. Everybody left without paying the bill. And I got slumped with a whopping drinks bill. Really? Yeah. And it was because, again, there was this assumption like, well, you know, uh, it's three o'clock in the morning, but you should still be paid for my drinks. What I'd like to talk about to you next is your kind of your best experiences, like a little trip down memory lane, as it were. The first is the best destination you've been to. And this could be childhood or it could be yesterday. Like it could be any time in your life. So when I was 16, I did an exchange um, on school, a Spanish exchange on school. And I went and stayed in Spain for a month. And in return, um, school kid from Spain came and stayed at my house. And I tell you what. I got the better end of that deal. <laughs> <laughs> so he came to Eisenworth and had a fantastic experience of school in uh, London. And I went during the summer holidays to Asturias in Spain, spent a week in San Sebastian, and then three weeks in La Borboya in the peaks of Europa. Great Pe- peaks of Europa. Yeah. No, you have a Spanish a poquito, yeah? Wow. Un poquito. Uh, but the north of Spain is a sort of like an uncovered gem for me you've got fantastic food fantastic culture the side the sidre the cape verde so the green coast you've got the hills the sea and um, fantastic beef fantastic seafood so everything there is stunning it's not built up so it's not been turned into a tourist hotspot it's very authentic and i think that's why i like it the next question I was going to ask was, what's your, you know, the best experience you've had of a hotel? I've had some fantastic experiences in hotels. Um, some that I can talk about and some that I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can talk about all of them. I want to hear the dirt, the, the real great memories. There's absolutely no dirt here. <laughs> um, the W in Verbier. That is a fantastic hotel. That is a really really stunning property you walk into the bedroom and there's a, a roll top bath in the middle of the room it's a fantastic bath it sat in the middle of the room and on one evening i decided okay i'm gonna have a bath and i forgot to put the sign outside the door do not disturb and it was coming to the time of the evening turndowns so there was a knock on the door and i was sat in the bath thinking so i jumped up to get the towel and as i jumped up to get the towel the room service lady walked into the room and she was so professional. She looked me in the eye and was like, evening turned down. I'm just going to leave some chocolates on your pillow. And I just stood and stared at her. Didn't know what to do. I was completely <laughs> stuck as reaching for a towel and just said, okay, managed to cover my decency as she left the room. And yeah, so that was schoolboy era. Always put the do not disturb <laughs> uh, sign on your door. If, you're having a bath that's in the middle of the room. I'm impressed with her level of service yeah, there. Yeah, oh, she was the ultimate professional. And her eyes didn't dip once? No, no. And to be honest, she wouldn't have missed anything. <laughs> she, she, was, she was a lucky lady. She, she didn't dip and she wouldn't have wanted to. But she left you your chocolates. She left me. I nearly left some chocolates in the bath as well. <laughs> <laughs> the 
the final sort of memory lane aspect is restaurants. You know, in terms of meals, um, and these could be five-star culinary delights, this could be Michelin-star chefs, or it could literally be just this tiny little secret boutique restaurant down the corner of a road in a little cobbled alley somewhere in the world. What is the best restaurant experience or, or, or food experience that you've had? Um, one of the best food experiences I've had, if we're talking high-end luxury, was at the, I think it's called the Waterside in Bray, the Rue restaurant. I think it's three Michelin star. And um, we went, it was a taste of Marseille and it was a fantastic menu. And we came out, I think it was our Rue came out and, and him and his wife, um, talked us through the menu it was extremely personal i think it was 12 tasting courses that was a fantastic experience i mean i'm not gonna lie i'm a big boy and i was concerned (laughs) i was concerned when the portions were coming out because i was like i have had more stuck in my teeth than what they're bringing out but by the end of 12 courses i was bloated i was like i'm doing the top button in my belt also i went to i was fortunate enough to be taken to bilbao last year in media hotels and they took us for this. It was called Basque Cheesecake. This thing was the best thing I've ever put in my mouth. It was, I don't know, I can't explain. If anyone's experienced Basque Cheesecake, it is light and fluffy and there's no biscuit. It's not like these heavy New York cheesecakes. It was like a baked, it was like a cloud. <laughs> It was so nice. It was delicious. Basque cheesecake, like a cloud in your mouth. Yes. It's almost like a souffle. Mm. Almost like a souffle. It was heaven. Yeah. If you can get if you can get to Bilbao and taste this Basque cheesecake, you won't regret it. <laughs> <laughs> you will not regret it. This, this next part of the podcast is, is all about the perfect event experience that you could create. And this is without any budget limitations. This is with the powers of resurrection as well. Uh, you can bring people back from the dead if you need to. And just give us a rough idea of the best event, what kind of event it would be, where it would be. I mean, it, there are no limitations. It could be in space if you want to. Who you'd want as a keynote speaker... Um, and who'd want to provide the entertainment for, for the event as well. Okay. So we were actually tasked to pitch an event a few years ago, and I don't think the event came off the ground, but we put this idea forward, and I was with the team and we were brainstorming, and this event has stuck in my head ever since. This was in the uh, Natural History Museum in London. Mm-hmm. So to have supper, so a really nice meal, something Something different. Some Basque cheesecake. Basque cheesecake. And then everyone would be sent off with their personalised pyjamas to get changed into their personalised pyjamas. And when you come back, there's beanbags and quilts on the ground set out underneath the... Is it the whale or the dinosaur whale there? And David Attenborough would be sat there to read you bedtime stories. I mean, that would be the ultimate... But if you really wanted to top it off, you could have Adele singing lullabies. I think that's the thing. It's something that you'll never forget. It's once in a lifetime. It's personal. That, for me, would be an unforgettable experience. What I like about it as well is it's cosy. Mm. You know, I, I, 
I thought you'd go crazy and wild and, and but what you've said there is I want to snuggle up with David Rattenbury in my ear and Adele just singing a soft sweet lullaby yeah I mean you could chuck in a few whiskeys I wouldn't say no <laughs> uh, maybe not a Jägerbomb it's not the, it's not the vibe not the vibe for Jägerbombs it's not the vibe but like a nice hot toddy or an old fashioned could you imagine just sitting with an old fashioned Adele harping along in the background David tucking you in. Oh, that would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, I'd want that every night. Someone has written in with a confession. Okay. So we want to encourage people to give anonymous confessions because, you know, people don't want to put their name to these kind of things. Right. Okay. I just want to get your thoughts on it. Dear Callum. A couple of years ago, I was tasked with organising a celebratory event for our sales team following a stressful month touring the country delivering roadshows. Everyone was looking forward to letting their hair down after a really busy period. We hired a gorgeous bar in London with incredible views, a terrace area and a balcony overlooking the floor below. Nice. We felt like kings and queens partying in our VIP suite above the mere peasants beneath us. I feel like that quite often. The wine was flowing, the canapes were being scoffed, and before long, tequila shots had been ordered, which gave everyone enough confidence to pull injury-inducing dance moves on the dance floor. We've all been there? We've all been there. Yeah. You know? What's your uh, dance move of choice? Oh, the one-foot skank. The one-foot the the one one skank. skank. Yeah. yeah, with a little bit of one-foot skank. <laughs> Love an old-school garage move. <laughs> Trigger finger. Um, everyone was having a really good time. One guest had enjoyed the free bar a bit too much. And his worm impression across the dance floor clearly wasn't a great combination. Think 70% alcohol with a battered king prawn canopy thrown into a washing machine. <laughs> that is great description. <laughs> is this person the scholar? I, I, I know, this is, this is poetry. I feel like they need to start writing for CNIT because this is fantastic. Um, he started to feel unwell and headed to the balcony for some fresh air. He then proceeded to projectile vomit over the terrace balcony onto the people on the floor below. (laughs) (laughs) Safe to say that hadn't been anticipated in the risk assessment. He was quickly escorted to the bathroom and then out of the venue. So were they private customers that were coming or were they also part of the group? I think these were members of the public. Imagine how angry you'd be. If you'd taken your wife or girlfriend in for a meal, sat down, and then you've got tequila prawn canapé being <laughs> chundered over your face. I mean, I would be hunting him down. <laughs> I mean, it ended, we can never return to said location again, hangs head in shame. I am not surprised, to be no. honest. That is, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. How could that have been worse? I mean, I I see the challenge in your eyes there. You're like, "Mm, I don't know, I could have made that worse. Uh, It depends. It depends. I mean, it couldn't have been much worse for the person underneath. (laughs) (laughs) It couldn't be be much worse for the recipient of the sick. Yes. But for the event organiser, I mean, that could have been worse. Because Mm. you huckle that person out very quickly and get rid of them and make your apologies. And that's that. I mean, if... The entire, if there was something wrong with that food and the entire venue started to be sick over oh, wow. the top. Now that would have been different. If the prawns were a bit <laughs> iffy, 
Do you know what I mean? Like a Niagara Falls of yeah. vomit coming from that top yeah. balcony. Yeah. That could, I mean, that could have been worse. If they poisoned their, their party, then that would have been the, a worst case scenario for me. Or the CEO was the recipient of said shower. Yeah. Or it was the CEO spewing <laughs> over the top. Front page news. <laughs> so that, that was the confession for, for this one. And I think great. Really well written as well. Yeah. Very descriptive. Very descriptive. Very descriptive. Uh, I particularly liked the idea of a, a, a prawn in a washing machine. Yeah. But we've all projectile vomited, so there's a little bit of sympathy there for that guy. There is a little... I mean, we've all been there. I remember going halfway through a seven-shot shot challenge when I was at university, and um, let's just say the barmaid was not pleased. <laughs> um, so we've all been there. I can sympathise. Yeah. So. Yes. I agree, but I feel like whenever I'm about to be sick, no matter how drunk I am, I somehow manage to... Swallow it? No, never swallow. Never swallow. Really, Callum? I really had you down (laughs) as a swallower. (laughs) Never! (laughs) But I do feel like you can choose the location, and even in a drunk state, you would know there are people down below. Mm. Like, I feel like the run to the balcony could have been equidistant to running to the toilet. I feel like you're trying to sham this man. (laughs) Hang him out to dry. (laughs) We've all made mistakes, (laughs) Callum. A big thank you again to Anthony Kelly from DRPG and Penguins. We will be back with more rants, stories, visions, and pains for you to learn from and also just laugh at, basically. Um, But don't go anywhere just yet because it's now coming up to my favourite part of the podcast. Every talk show needs its own house band. Okay, we don't have a whole band, but what we do have is Sam McNeil, the UK general manager for Song Division, And he is not only responsible for that catchy little jingle that you heard at the beginning of this episode, but is also going to wrap up everything that we've learned from this pilot. Before that, though, I want to encourage you all to get in touch. We need confessions, okay? I want you to tell me things that you wouldn't tell at an industry networking event. Things that you probably wouldn't even tell your best friends. All you have to do is get in touch. Email me at cit.rsvp at haymarket.com. That's cit.rsvp at haymarket.com. But until then, in the words of Humphrey Bogart, yes, I'm going to quote Humphrey Bogart. Play it, Sam. Thank you, Calvin. So what did we learn from RSVP? It's okay to enjoy a drink or three Just don't be the last one at the bar Or you'll be hit with a bill that'll leave a scar Be kind to each other, show gratitude There ain't no place for buyer attitude And there's nothing like a bath to unwind Just don't forget about the do not disturb sign Head to the waterside in where the food is great Or bill bow for the best Basque cheesecake Then a cheeky tequila and a one-foot skank But don't head to the balcony if you're feeling bad Top it off with a serenade from Adele and some David Attenborough for a better night tale. Oh, what a day, what a night. 
What a show it's been. Sleep tight, my friends. We'll see you next time on RSVP.